Hello everyone and welcome back to the One Talk Podcast. You're here with your host Ryan. And today we're back with a fan favourite, Stephen, wait, Lord Stephen Jolly Hurst. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good joke back yeah. in the day, but yeah. officially I am a Lord, mate. Yeah, so, I respect you know, it. <laughs> purchased a block of land in Scotland and you get the official title. So yeah. it was a good laugh at the time, mate. And uh, yeah, it's, it, it's, a, it's a good pickup line for me. So yeah. <laughs> and now my children are now, you know, obviously becoming... You know, they'll have that similar title, I guess. Yeah, How they'll be the that? fruits of it. I know. Yeah. <laughs> How epic. Well, it's cool to have you back, brother. I've, yeah. I was looking and speaking to you before, and this, and you're definitely our most mm. um, frequent guest coming on the mm. potty. So it's really cool. We have a lot of cool conversations around nearly everything, a- everything to do with life, rather what's happening in the world, rather mental health, mindset, being a father, just anything really. Yeah, man. For me, what it is, is like I'm always in the search to find people I vibe with, like mm. things I've got in common, good people that are growing in a certain direction, you know, and um, yeah, I think, you know, obviously we've done a lot together now. Yeah. Know, so, you know, we first met in original mastermind in Sunshine Coast, vibed, we're both from Brisbane. Yeah. We made <laughs> our way down to, uh, you know, Brisbane and started our own mastermind, which was epic, bro, mm. and you know, just, I guess, you know, just trying to do good in the world and grow and, mm. and uh, make impact and, you know, and, uh, yeah, man, like, you know, you know, I've got you on board with uh, the Dad's Community as a, a director, man. Heck yeah. Which is epic. Let's so. go. <laughs> I know, it's going to be unreal, bro. Like, I can't wait. Like, it's just, like I said, you know, coming from, I just want to surround myself with good people, you know, mm. that I trust, that have got my back, that will be honest with me as well you know mm. that i listen to and i will always yeah. like if they tell me i'm not going to just i guess push it to the side i'm always going to think about it because i know it's always generally going to come from a good place so yeah so, yeah cheers yeah no thank you for brother um for um getting me as a director on dad's community that was um a very heartwarming thing when you asked me to do that and um yeah i think the power of like us meeting and what came from that mm. is like an example to all the other people out there because when I first started going to our mastermind that we went to, I didn't know, like I knew of people there, but didn't know anyone really. I didn't have that connection. Like I just showed up and I was just like, cool, this is uncomfortable. I'm going to put myself in this position anyway. And the reason I'm talking about this is because people that potentially come to my events that don't know anyone or people that come to dad's community events and don't know anyone, they feel anxious about going to those events. Then you go there and you meet people and you don't know where that journey will take you. Like now we've probably known each other for a year and a half maybe. Within that year and a half, we've done so many different events, business ideas, planning, growth. Like so much has happened within that time period, and we've had a strong connection within that just by putting ourselves in situations that were uncomfortable. And a lot of growth came from that. Correct, man. As you mentioned, you know, for me, I guess I've done more growing, and I've gone so far, mm. stretched so far in such a short period of time. Yeah that in my whole life that I haven't actually done that in the past, my man. So for me, it's just, I guess, you said a couple of key words, you know, you said uncomfortability, you know, you said growth, you know, all these sort of things, man. And Mm. it's also getting around the right people too that, um, you know, want to make you level up too, you know, you see what they're doing, you're like, sick, you know, like I'm going to do that too, my bro. So um, I guess for me, it's embodying those things and, uh, and then hopefully either inspire others to do a similar thing because obviously I'm predominantly around men and uh, dads mm. is what I do, but I see these beautiful men with so much potential, like incredible potential, 
where I was, I had incredible potential. Mm. But I was just so in the far, in the comfort zone and wanted to stay safe because mm. um, I was so scared of all these other things, like fear of judgment, fear of failure, putting everyone else first mm. instead of myself. And then obviously that has a negative compound effect where you yeah. start, you know, obviously, you know, things start coming to play, self-worth, depression, anxiety, all these sort of things, your confidence, self-esteem, they all, you start, you know, that starts building up and it's really hard to get out of just sort of getting around the right people mm. comfort zone taking action those sort of things my brain yeah exactly right like because the thing i ask mm. a lot of people and the thing i have a conversation with people a lot when they're in environments where they keep growing mm. but continue that as well because i feel some people can get to a point where they grow and they get comfortable with that growth where they're at because it is a better position than where they were at to begin with but then you can start slowly working back to where you were at the beginning if you don't continue growing and learning so what do you do to help you continue to learn and grow? And how do you, I guess it's more so of a question like, how do you talk to yourself to make sure you are still doing these things? Mate, 100%. I guess, and I've realised this, man, like the bigger, for example, the community's growing, mm. you know, I guess the challenges are becoming bigger. Mm. And you know when you get hit with a challenge and you're like, I haven't been hit with this before. Yeah. You know, you've either you've levelled up to get to that position. Mm or you have to become bigger than that challenge, man. Yeah. Which means that forces me into that uncomfort zone. I know if I don't level up and get bigger than this challenge, mm. it's going to fail, man. Yeah. Like, I'm, like, I need to become bigger than it. So I guess the reality is sometimes I get smacked in the face with something. Mm. You know, I do get that anxiety about it going, can I, you know, am I capable of this? Can I do it? Am I worthy of this? Mm. But at the end of the day, man, like, I have to take action. I have to become better mm. like at the end of the day all those emotions those meanings that you're giving to your thoughts they're not true man mm. you've got to take action you know and become bigger than the challenge and stretch yourself man so yeah that's when i know when that challenge hits me in the face mm. know, wow all right i've got to grow yeah and that's that's a cool perspective too because mm. knowing you and maybe for the new listeners that mm. may not too may not know too much mm. like you weren't always at that point in your life and it took a bit of time to build up to get to the point where you had the courage to face these challenges and the reason I'm saying this is because even with myself in the past I always thought you had to be born that way and that's the only way you could step up and get to these next levels in life and I realised no, anyone can do it it just takes having the right people around you it takes having resilience courage and just keep battling until you do overcome it correct that's it man you said probably the key thing is as well having the right people around you that believe in you, they're not going to enable you, mm. they're not going to be dream stealers, they're not going to bring you down to bring themselves up. Mm. It's like that whole crab mentality in the jar sort of thing when you've got 100 crabs in there and one crab's trying to you know, get out of that environment mm. and all the other crabs are bringing him down. Yeah. So you want that crab that's trying to get out and everyone else is trying to help each other get out of there. Yeah. You know what I mean, that's, that's the people you want in your, your life, man. So... Yeah, 100%, brother. And, like, yeah, I haven't, you know, I haven't had this courage my whole life to mm. just keep taking action and, and push through. I've been in the, what I call the system, you know, like whether it's school to the corporate world, man, um, where everything's relatively safe, you know, you're protected and, you know, um, you can fall easily into that comfort zone. Mm. And, you know, it's, uh, yeah, when you're out by yourself just taking a leap of faith and, you know, you're doing something that, not many people have done before 
Mm. You know, because there's not really a, a model or plan to follow. You yeah. just, you know, you're just doing it, man. Like that's the key. You're doing it. You know, you're just taking action. Do you think a lot of it is following intuition, or if you're more religious, following God? Oh, look, you know, for me, it's to be honest, it's probably more intuition, man. Like mm. I'm a very intuitive. Like I do mentoring and coaching, and that's so intuitive for me. Like yeah. you can go in with the plan with someone, but you don't know what's happened that day or previously. And what their past is and you know you just gotta i guess it's life man you just gotta be intuitive you gotta listen to your gut you know mm. you gotta just go with what you feel is right and then um lean in towards that lean mm. into it man um and that's how I, tr- I guess i try and lead life a little bit one thing that's came from, one thing that just triggered in my mm. mind was the word listen mm. and i know like as a mentor coach or when you listen to someone express themselves it's so important to listen but i just realized too mm. It's so important to listen to all aspects of life, like listen to your gut, listen to your intuition, listen to why you're having these thoughts, listen to this person in front of you. Like you become more present in the moment and listen to your body and what's happening around you. Correct. I feel like if you do that, you're going to start getting better outcomes in the world because sometimes you can always say yes to people. Sometimes you can always say no to people. Either way, you're not going to get the outcomes you want because you're either putting yourself in situations you don't want to be in or you're withdrawn from situations that you should be in. Mm. So it's like listening to yourself in the moment, like, cool, I know this is going to be better for me, but in my mind, trying to play tricks on me, oh, well, I'm going to listen to my intuition and go. Yep, correct, Mm. man. Like at the end of the day, you know, they generally say lead from the heart or your gut instead Mm. of your mind. As you said, your mind will play tricks on you, man. Yeah, Yeah, (laughs) your, your, your mind is... Basically, all these thoughts are in our head, man. It's yeah. the meanings that are, you know, that we give to our thoughts that aren't mm. true. Um, for me, I guess if I can, there's a couple aspects. I try and obviously find time where I've removed all distractions. Like I'll, I'll mm. find myself in nature or in the shower, going for a walk or whatever. And that's when mm. I try and chill and, you know, things will drop and that intuition will come into play a lot. Mm. But if I find I'm still getting in my head a lot, you know, then I'll go to my circle of people, yeah. could be yourself, you know, mm. could be my coach, could be another good mate, mm. um, and just ask them, let them know what I'm going on, what's mm. going on in my world, get perspective, you yeah. know, when they're not emotionally attached and mm. they're not giving meaning to those thoughts, they're just giving their perspective on it. Yeah. You know, so communication, again, is a big thing for me. Um, and, yeah, sitting alone with my thoughts and but also trust that in, you know, intuition. Mm. Mm. Like you said, if you can't feel that intuition or you can't attach to it and you're too stuck in your thoughts, that's why it is important to have people around you that you can communicate with you because then you can get it out of your head mm. and then people can like somewhat pick it apart yep. and help you see a different perspective on it. And that's important because mm. I remember like for me personally, growing up, like I never ever did an assignment where I had to speak in front of the class. Mm. Like I always refused to do it because mm. I had like a fear of public speaking or being ashamed or know just fuck it up in front of a yeah. bunch of people basically and then as i started building my business and branding going on this stuff like i started to realize like fuck i'm gonna have to start doing public speaking mm-hmm. at some stage and it was a very daunting thing and i remember the first time i did it i was just like oh no like my, my mom was playing so many tricks on me but my intuition was like you need this for growth but if i stayed in that moment and listened to my mind i wouldn't have got on stage because my mom was going, no, fuck that. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Don't go up there. <laughs> but then my body and the feelings I was getting, which is like, no, you get got to get up there and you got to force yourself. Then by the time I got off the stage, I was just like, Phew, that wasn't as bad as I thought. Because oh, you realise that not everyone's so fixated and waiting for you to mess up. 
people are there to learn or listen or whatever and try and get the value out of you. They're not sitting there waiting to like pick you apart and see what you studied on or what you sweated on. And one cool thing that I remember is because it was at an event where I did this public speaking, and there was another person there and they studied on the stage and they came up to me after and said, how do I do? I studied and then I felt overwhelmed. I was, I was like, I don't even remember you stuttering. Like, because you're up there for talking for so long. Like, that wasn't a key thing I remember because you're talking about so many other things. So it just shows that when you get in your head too much, you can get overwhelmed and it can overrule what you're feeling. But you got to listen to more to your intuition because that will help you grow. Mm. I know that was a bit of a rant. But no, <laughs> I love it, man. That's epic because, yeah, how I look at it is, um, yeah, there's... Like, I don't think there's one person that would have, you know, especially through schooling at the mm. start, that had a, you know... You never fear a public speaking, standing in front of their classroom mm. and, and, and speaking. But, you know, like, it, you know, these days, you know, the, I guess where that confidence, that growth comes mm. is standing in front of a, a group of people, mm. you know, and either sharing your story, sharing something that's important to you mm. as well. Um, that's why I encourage people to do it. If you're ever going to start public speaking, try and share something that's, you know, you're passionate about, something that you mm. love. People fall in love with that stuff, man. And yeah. You know, it's uh, for me like, yeah, if someone's sharing their story or their passion and you can see it within them, mm. like, you know, I'm, I'm fixated like you were with yeah. the person. You're fixated on what they're talking about, not mm. how they're, they're moving around and stuff like that, man. So, yeah, like for me, it's even like, I guess, you know, these days, like I was the same man at school. Like, I was a pretty shy kid. You know, I was good at sport and stuff, so I had a good group of friends around me, but I was very shy, not confident in terms of standing in front of, you know, people and speaking, etc. Mm. And for me, obviously the only time I got better was, you know, when I was in my workplace, I had to stand up in small groups mm. and then bigger groups. Now, generally, obviously, I've done it so much public speaking. Mm. You know, I could literally feel like I could stand in front of thousands of people the nerves, the anxiety, it's all still there. It's the same sort of feelings. Yeah. But there's excitement to know that. And I guess because you've done it so many times mm. that you know you're going to be okay and you're going to get through it. And there's a, an, an incredible feeling after. Yeah. Like there's such a reward mm. where there's not that unknown feeling anymore because yeah. you've done it so many times. So it takes away that fear. Definitely. Those feelings are still there, that you know, obviously. Mm. But, um, yeah, it, it's incredible, my man. Yeah, it is, and it's such a cool thing to learn because mm. I think there's a statistic out there that f public speaking is the number one mm. feared thing before yep. death. Yeah, like that's quite unbelievable, but also it makes sense because even with myself and the people I've associated with, like no one wants to do it. Mm. But then, like you said, if you speak about something that you love, mm. then you don't have to read from a script. Mm. Everything comes from the heart, and if you get caught up in your thoughts, you still know where to speak from because you're in love with the topic you're talking about. Yep. Like, I don't think I've ever written a script and gone up on stage and spoke off a script or speaking in front of a room and yep. spoke off a script. I've always just spoken from my heart and how I feel yep. and just trust myself that I know the knowledge of what I'm talking about. Because I feel like sometimes with that, if you speak off the cuff, so much other things start coming up and then you start going on another tangent. So then you start realizing you get more value out of yourself because you're just so excited to be up there mm -hmm. and you're going on rents and <laughs> one thing leads to another. But yeah. It's a, cool, it's a cool skill to learn if you want to start pushing yourself and take that next step, but it is a journey to get there too. Yeah, it's epic, brother. No, I definitely, definitely agree with you there, man. And, yeah, I guess I just want to, you know, show as many people, like, you know, anyone can do it. Mm. You know, that's why you do your podcast. You know, mm. you put yourself out there a lot. 
you know, it's just, yeah, you know, I do random live stories now, you know, it's uh, I literally don't really care too much what people think anymore. Yeah. Because as I mentioned, I'm speaking from the heart, man, mm. like I'm speaking authentically. Mm. And if someone doesn't like that, it probably makes them feel a bit uncomfortable, yeah. insecure. And I find sometimes they may wish they could do it, they just can't do it yet, mm. you know. So, um, yeah, so that's where, where I'm at with it, man, It's just just getting out there as much as possible and being your real authentic vulnerable self and you know just changing you know that generation man mm. like you know you can see it everywhere now yeah awesome. do you think that's one of the most key things in terms of connecting with other humans mm. is authenticity yes. because i feel like people think they need to be perfect to the person to meet and to be accepted but it's actually, if you be your authentic self, people would rather accept your flaws than accept a fake version of yourself. Correct. Like, for me, like, obviously, I've got the dad's community. That's probably where I'm my most authentic self, man, mm. you know, because I know what these, these men are going through on a daily basis. It's, it's so hard what mm. they go through. But, you know, I want to show them, like, emotion, you know. Like, for me, when I drop my kids off, you know, like, and I'm dropping off and walking away, I'm in tears, and I've done a couple of lives where I've just, like, leant into it and said, mm. this is what I'm going through, guys, you know. Mm. I'm not always this happy, positive guy. This is what I'm literally going through right now, and it's healthy to let it out mm. and not suppress it. And, uh, yeah, man, it's um, it's good being the authentic, vulnerable self. I build mm. trust with people too. Definitely. Mm. It shows that you're human as well. Mm. That's why I always share with people, like, even though because my brand is called Mental Health Experience, so it's the experience of mental health, even though I'm at a spectrum of it now where it's a lot better than it was when I first started the journey, which is good because you can see that growth within the page and the work that I do. But you still have your days. You still have your moments. Like, things still come up. You still have thoughts, you know. Like, the average human has 70,000 thoughts per day. If you think there's not one human on this earth that doesn't have one negative thought out of those 70,000, you know what I mean? So it's like... It's cool to be authentic because when you're vulnerable, you're unable to seek help as well. Because I am big on energy and universe. So I yep. believe what you put out there is what you shall receive. Yep. So if you put out there, this is me, this is who I am, I need support, or this is what I'm going for, even if you don't need support, the universe or energy is going to bring that back to you and make you feel fulfilled again. Yeah, 100%, man. Like it's For me, it's like, I guess, there's people out there that care and love for us. There is mm. people out there, and it doesn't have to be... Someone you know either. Yeah. It can be a stranger, man. Like, yeah. everyone's generally got a heart. Most people have a heart. Sometimes mm. it's, you know, suppressed a lot or it's hidden. But, like, for me, I guess, like, if I see someone emotionally or mentally struggling in public, you know, the old me would have probably judged it somehow, you know, you know, and you make, you know, little comments here and there. But the new me would see this person go, wow, like they're being their authentic vulnerable self yeah you know and they're being so real and they're going through so much heartache and pain and you know like they haven't probably got that support network around them so that's mm. you know that's yeah so for me it's like yeah the more people step out of you know their shadows and, and show their authentic self mm. man like firstly you'll know who the real people are around you but also you'll attract you know Attract some real cool people in your life too, man. Mm, you'll start attracting people that are actually align with yep. you. I think that's important to have people around you that truly mm -hmm. align with you, your mission, and yep. where you're at in this moment. Yep. And like, it doesn't mean you have to lose friends or cut friends off. Mm. 
It just means that you start gaining more yes. in your life. You're not losing. You're just gaining and gaining and stuff becomes an abundance in your life. Yep. Mm. 100%, man. You just, like you said, you know, sometimes you may gain more people or you may gain less, but the quality is more. Yeah. So, you know, I've got a couple of key network people, you know, mm. in my life that I sort of, you know, are very blessed. Um, but I know I can call them at any time and have a chat and vice mm. versa. Oh, yeah. Like we're really, like, good at holding space and just listening and, uh, yeah. you know, yeah, just active listening more than anything, like listening with intention, mm. which is really cool, man. So, yeah, it's, um, yeah, again, you know, we've probably gone around it a few times, but it, it keeps coming up and mm. that's just getting the right people around you, man. Mm. Like you're just good human beings. Like you feel like you can call and they'll listen. Yeah. And there's no judgment. And that's what I'm trying to do within the community of dads as well. He's just going, hey, guys. No judgment here. It's safe. Mm. You know, where yeah, we can be, I guess, high emotional at times. We've all been there. Mm. Some people are less emotional. Some people say certain things. Mm. Some people, you know, won't say anything at all. Mm. Um, but there's no judgment, you know, like at all. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, which, which is really good, you know. Like we want people to speak up. Yeah, and that's why it's good to have yourself as a leader mm. in, that, in that group because – you're such a good example for other people to look at. I'm like, cool, I can be vulnerable because especially in men, men and mental health and vulnerability yeah. is not something that we're trained or taught mm. to do. Yep. It's like, no, suck it up and carry on. Even like, I know as generations go on, it slowly gets better. Mm. But that stigma is still there for men in terms of not opening up and just sucking it up really. And I think teaching men or showing men that it's okay to be vulnerable and show your emotions because from there you can start putting the practices in place mm. and the people around you that are going to get you out of that situation. Yep. As long as you keep things bottled up, it's just going to keep fizzing up like a soft drink. Eventually the top's going to explode off and it's going to shoot everywhere. Yeah, 100%, mm. man. It's just going to go everywhere. And I guess for me, this is I think I was having a conversation with someone yesterday at the community or group of people at the community and what I was saying was that us men and us dads think you know we're doing the right thing and holding back our emotions and feelings and, mm. and worrying about everyone else around us and putting them first or not worrying you know we don't want to worry anyone else or put anyone else in sort of some sort of pain or mm. or whatever um don't want to put like a burden on people correct the burden yeah, yeah. that's the last thing we want as a man we don't want to burden people mm. we're actually burdening them more because the fact is, these poor people in our life, mm. they're seeing in this grey area. They're seeing in this. They're seeing us sit in pain. Mm. They don't know if it's them that's the issue or yeah. if it's us that's the issue. You know, they just want to see us happy, loved, connected with our kids, themselves, their mm. partners, um, and they're just sitting there because we're just suppressing our feelings. We're not talking about what's going on. Mm. You know, and they just want to help and and support us. So, and yeah, the more we can sort of I guess lean into that vulnerability and mm. be, um, I guess, show authentic self. Mm. Then that relationship of those people around you only becomes stronger. Mm. And um, if those people don't like it, man, that's fine. They'll yeah. leave and they'll create space for new, incredible people that align with you. Yeah, one hundred percent. That's why we say to people, I'm like, the best way for people to get the best version of you is for you to give yourself the best yes. version of you. Yep. So sharp every day for yourself, like you are number one in life. And like, I can't really speak too much. I don't have like kids and stuff, but mm -hmm. uh, you can probably correct me if I'm wrong or speak mm -hmm. deeply on it. It's like, if you put yourself 
in a certain sense in front of your kids, mm. your kids are going to get the life that you truly want them to have mm. because you're making sure that your cup's filled up enough that they get the best version of you. Yeah, correct. Something in the past is I was never healthily, like there's a difference. I was putting myself in the past first and mm. always thought I was a great man, a great husband, a great dad, but I wasn't. Mm. You know, it was all this unhealthy stuff I was putting myself first and little aspects, you know. Um, where now, no, I'm putting in healthy ways, you know, I'm communicating more, mm. you know, I'm meeting up with positive people as well, putting myself in the uncomfort zone, stretching myself, you know, um, I guess being vulnerable, taking action, mm. all these sort of things. And, you know, my kids will see that now. Yeah. You know? And I, I guess, you know, they're the best lessons that your, te- your kids will ever get mm. is from your parents. You know, like they look up to you like you're literally God to them, man. Like, you're a superhero. It's, there's no joke. Like, they literally, yeah. you could be the worst human in the world, but they still want to impress you. Mm. They still... So, for me, another key aspect is I want my kids to be able to relate with me, mm. you know. So, I guess for me, I encourage myself, other dads, etc., to be fun, mm. you know, to be a big kid, you yeah. know. Like, so then your kids can go, hey, look, you know... Mm. That's cool. I love being around him. You know? yeah. I'm not standoffish. You know, I can just be myself. I can because we always say our kids grow up so quick these days. Mm. Um, it's because us as parents are just one aspect. You know, we're a bit sad, a bit miserable. You know, mm. so the fun's been taken out of us. And when, when, in fact, if we can just have a bit of fun and and mm. and have a laugh and be a big kid and say yeah. some silly jokes and. Do whatever our kids will relate more to us, man, and they'll want to be around us more. Mm. They'll open up to us more. Uh, another key aspect I do, which I'm trying to encourage the other dads to do, if you feel sad, let your kids know that, man. Like, yeah. like just say, hey, like to my son or daughter, like Taylor and Kai, hey, dad feels sad right now. Like, I'm, you know, mm. you know they're going to feel it. They can see it. They can yeah. sense that that energy. They're very intuitive kids. So, for me, it's like. Come and, hey, I feel sad. Do you want to come and give dad a cuddle? Mm. Sit there, we're cuddling, we're connecting, and then I'm like, I shift through it quickly as well. Mm. But then they're like, cool, all right. So when I when the kids are like, you know, they feel sad, who are they going to go to? Yeah. Their dad, man. That's so powerful because that just shows that the building that genuine care for mm. people, mm. the modeling that. Because, <clears throat> like, in the future, like you said earlier, you, if you see someone in the street and, you know, they're having, like, a breakdown of some sort, you start feeling sorry for them, you want to support. I feel like that energy is getting transferred into your kids because mm. they're like, oh, this person's sad, let's see what we can do to make them feel better. Correct, man. You lead by example, you're a leader. We're all leaders. Yeah. You know, it's just how we apply it and when we apply it and stepping into that power of being a leader and the leading a leader, there's so much growth in it. People yeah. fail a lot, mm. but it's owning those failures as well your kids seeing that too and you're just being real again we're coming back to authenticity and being vulnerable and going hey like i fucked up like seriously mm. you know like but i'm sorry but i'm gonna make it better and i'm gonna mm. learn from the kids like they may not depending on the age they may understand it but they may not but they will understand it when they get older yeah you know so for me like you know if i i guess i screw up you know i apologize to kids you know if mm. i yell and i in that moment i should have probably done something a bit differently apologize mm. won't be too harsh on myself i apologize i'll own it yeah and then as soon as i do that i can shift through it quicker too and also like man like i'm a sensitive guy and i own it mm. that's my superpower i'm so sensitive yeah 
And in the past, I would the more I tried to hold on to that sensitivity and not let it out, the more emotional I got and mm. unhealthily emotional come out in different ways, man. Mm. Because I was trying to hold it in because I was can't. I guess I cared too much what other people thought of me. Being sensitive now, yeah. I'm like, nah, sensitive's cool, man. Like, I'll cry at the drop of a hat. You know, mm. I want. I'll tell people, can I get a hug? You know, yeah, cuddle, man. I'll cry in front of my kids. Like mm. they'll see that, and then when my kids want to cry in front of me because they're like dad cries that's easy like they yeah. relate like if they grow up seeing dad never cries mm. they're not going to want to go and cry in front of me i want my kids to come to me I yeah want them to cry to me and tell me what's going on yeah so first point of contact when something's happening in their life they come to dad yeah i want to be their safe space you yeah. know i'll be the first person they call mm. no judgment again just yeah. reach out i'm here for you yeah mm. we'll work through it it's going to be okay yeah well that's like not just the dads out there, but for potential dads out there. Like mm. that's inspiring for me to live up to, yeah. to be able to have that and learn that, to be able to implement that into my kids in the future as well. Because I want to be the same. Like I want to create that safe space for my kids. Mm. So no matter what happens in life, they can call me any time of the day, any time of the night and just be like, dad, this is what's happening. Yep. Like call them there, no matter what. Yeah. And just having that safe space and that connection with your kids. So True. it's really cool seeing this happen in reality. Mm. Then it's like cool. It's not just like an idea I can think yeah. of and implement. It's actually a physical thing that yeah. I can take pieces off and yes. copy in a sense. Yep. Because <clears throat> like the story you have with Kai when he when you're at a restaurant and he went mm. to the kitchen and spoke to the chef. Mm. Like little things like that just mean so much into people's life in this mm. world. Mm. And showing that example to the kids of mm. the next, basically the next generation yeah. of this world is important. Yeah, just being like I said, being the example. Just trying. to... I guess, you know, it's like trying to simplify things as much as possible and say, just try and be a good person and do good things, yeah. Mm. That's all you can do. Um, yeah, it doesn't always happen that way. But the yeah. majority of the time, like you said, it comes back, whether it's the universe or something happens, it comes back tenfold good. Mm. If you do good, it comes back. But if you do bad, where well, you're mm. just sitting going, when is it going to hit me? When is it going to hit me? You know? Yeah. And you don't want to sit in that, that energy. So, um, yeah, I just, yeah, I just, I guess I just try and be the best, Dad, best man I can be, like mm. human being, basically. So yeah, that's a good mission to have. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Look, it's not always perfect, man. I'm half on perfect, you know. Sometimes, yeah. you know, I step in that unhealthy energy, but I pick it up, which is mm. good. Or someone pointed out to me, and I'm like, shit, I'm sorry. That's you know, it, bro. Other things pop up sometimes, yeah. you know. Like if you drive down a road long enough, you're gonna hit a puddle. Correct. It's just getting back on, changing the tire, and keep moving. And I'm, yeah. a I'm a cheeky fella, man, as you know. I'm <laughs> I, know. A, I fuck around and I, I'll sledge and I'll say this and that. And, you know, sometimes I might not be aware of, you know, what vulnerable state that person's in. I mm. might hurt their feelings and I'm like, fuck, if I do that, like, mm. you know, when they tell me, yeah, I feel shit about it and I will own it, which is good. So, But mm. I do I do sometimes step into that. You know, yeah. And, you know, like, you, yeah. But it's all generally with good intentions. So yeah, that's the main thing. It's having good intentions. Mm. Yeah. Now, if you have good intentions, it makes it easier to own it because you know, like I knew where I came from, but I'm still apologetic, yeah. and it kind of doesn't make you start attacking yourself too much. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's it's true. That's it, man. Like just owning it. Mm. And if you own it, you can move through it. Yeah. You know, if you're trying to just suppress it and not own it, mm. that's the issue, man. Like, I guess for me is like, you know, I look at my relationship with my ex-wife like like i said i thought i was a really great husband yeah was not far from it man like, yeah 
you know, she had her side of things that, you know, she needs to work on. I have definitely, I've looked at mine, I've gone, wow, mm. like I need to be better. If I'm, you know, the, the right woman mm. in my life, then I need to uh, level up dramatically and own my stuff. And it's also learning from your experiences mm. too because even in my past with my, well, my exes, like mm. look, at that time I thought I was a good boyfriend and a couple of years later when I started leveling up and changing my perspective on life, mm. I look back and I'm like, oh shit, I was yeah. probably like such a bad partner at that time. And it's like, cool, what can I make sure I change or learn from this to make sure it never happens again yep. with my future relationships? And that's something that... I did really look into deeply because mm. for me, like love is important. Mm. I was like, I want to make sure that my next love is going to be one that's genuine, authentic, but also safe mm. as well. So then I started implementing all those things. I learned, worked on myself. When I got to my next relationship, like I was ready for it. Mm. And like all those old habits were gone by the time I got to it. Yep. And that's really cool to speak on because it's really interesting to look back at our old relationships, but then using that as a tool for learning mm to implement going forward in life because sometimes you can leave a relationship and blame the other person and that's it. Mm. But you ne really need to look at yourself and like, cool, what could, I, what could have I done better in that situation yes. as well? Yeah, 100%. It's like you said, we're human beings. We're, gonna yeah. be, you know, we're not going to be perfect, you know, but you said something that it was a key thing, like, you know, perspective and reflection and levelling up and mm. growing. Mm. Then you're realising, wow, you know, like... Mm. You know, there's there's a lot of growth, a lot of learnings in that, and I can apply these then. Yeah, have a better relationship in the future, etc. Um, again, at that time, I only knew what I knew. I didn't have the skills, the tools, and whatever. So I'm kind to myself in that way. Mm. You know, um, now I've got the knowledge, the skills, the yeah. tools. I've leveled up so much, and yeah, for me, it's like okay, like I'll take that in the next relationship. I'll be that other partner will benefit dramatically from that, mm. and but also, I feel like you know they need to be, I guess, a reflection of those things too, man. Like mm. you know, like I'm looking like, you know, the reason why some of us get into, I guess, a bad relationship is because our worth was so yeah. low at the time, and our standards were pretty low too. Mm. And it's not that other person's fault at all. Yeah, it's you know it's <coughs> ours, like and. You know, like attracts like at the time, man. And if, yeah, if you've got low self-worth, they've got low self-worth. It's unless you're growing and wanting to be better mm. as a couple, then, you know, there's only one outcome and that's a bad outcome. So for me, it's like, yeah, okay, you level up, you get around mm. the right people, you make good connections in a positive environment mm. and then you'll meet that, that right person. Yeah. Well, I was a question just came to mind as mm. well. And let me know if you want to answer this yeah. or not. <coughs> but it can probably work both ways mm. for the mum or dad, mm. and it's a question towards single parents. Mm. And it's like, I know some single parents can be worried about getting a relationship mm. if they have kids because you don't know what to do or how to think or how to introduce or how to involve the kids or how to involve the new partner mm. into the kid's life. And do you have any words or advice around bringing in a new relationship when you have kids? Yeah, look, that's a, it's a, look, it, we can overcomplicate things a lot, but uh, sometimes you still got to be cautious and careful too, don't you? Yeah. You know, like, I guess for me, you want to make sure the person that you're bringing into their world mm. is going to be a good role model. Yeah. And they want to be they want to be part of your world as well. Yeah. Really good. So, for me, it's just, 
I guess, you know, you, you just really want to understand that, you know, they love kids, mm. you know, they want to be around kids, yeah. they want to love your kids, you know, they want to, you know, they basically want to love everything about you mm. and take that on board, which I'm sure they would. Yeah. They just want to step into that life. Um, be cautious, but not too cautious. You know, mm. let down your walls a little bit because I find that, especially when you've got previous relationships and, and previous, like, troubles and you've, you've sort of been damaged in the past a little bit as well. So, yeah, for me it's just, yeah, like, honestly, man, like, like I would have no issue meeting a woman with a, a child at all. Mm. Like, you know, like, and, I, you know, I hope the same for them as well, mm. you know. And I guess, it, again, it's, you know, like, my kids get to meet another you know like mm. which is really cool so yeah yeah that's yeah that's good advice it's just making sure the person is a good role model mm. in that sense of bringing into their lives and just having that conversation with your potential partner as well mm. beforehand like look and then actually discussing those things as well yeah, that's it man and making sure that you know like i guess it's not going to affect that you know your co-parenting you know let them know that you know there's a potentially i'm serious about this new person Mm. and um yeah this is what they're like you know it depends on you know what the co-parenting communications like and the relationship with the co other co-parent the ex-partner but you know you just obviously you know you want you just want everyone to be on board as much as possible mm. i guess you know and you know and make it make things smoother yeah yeah what's um what else has been happening in your life brother what's been going on me yeah, yeah. bro like for me it's just Honestly, man, it's just, I always say this, um, it's really just the dad's community. Like, that takes up nearly seven days a week for me. Um, and growing that, getting, I guess, that out there as much as possible. Mm. Like, every single day, I'm just trying to think of ways how I can share this community out there and bring more people into the community. Mm. And uh, just really hyper-focusing on that. And for me, it's just, I guess, you know, I always say to these other dads, like, forget what's happening in your world with relationships and, mm. you know, everything else. You're married to your children, you mm. know what I mean? Like, so for me, I'm focused, so focused on my children mm. um, and knowing that they're okay and when they're with me, we're having fun and we're connected and we're making memories and moments. Yeah. For me, that's really my world. It's the dad's community and my kids, man. Like, mm. there's definitely room for a woman one day if they, you know, but I'm not focused in that area at the moment, mate. It, it will happen when it happens. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, for me, it's, it's those, you know. Obviously, little things I do in my life as well. I go to the gym quite often. Um, I try and do daily exercise. I try and get in nature when I can as mm. well. I try and catch up with friends and, you know, have a coffee or a chat. You know, mm. connect whatever I can do, man. Yeah, but um, that's pretty much my world at the moment, brother. Mm. Sounds good because you mm. uh, you're a man that's following his direction and purpose in yeah. life, and that's probably the one of the two of the most important things for mm. a man to have his direction and purpose. Yeah, and I've seen that shift within you since you started Dad's community. Yeah. Like, because before there was a lot of uncertainty of mm. what's next or what's coming or mm. what do I do. But now seeing you step into that and following that, it's just like your whole energy's change. I can see you lighting up as well. And you just, I can see you starting to step more into, like we're going to say again, your more authentic self. Mm. Yeah, thanks, man. Yeah, for me, I guess, you know, when you start hearing other men's and dad's stories mm. and when you're hearing, like, the communities that you're actually you're making 
impact, you're benefiting people, what you're doing. And you're like, okay, yep, there is space for this. You're here in the wider community after, you know, um, supporting you. Mm. You're getting people, like, just being so generous and kind to me as well with the community. Mm. It's like, wow, okay, like, yeah, I have found my why, I have found my purpose. Mm. And, uh, yeah, man, it doesn't mean every day is not, I don't struggle, man. Like, there's a lot, you know, I take on. And, but it's like, yeah, man, like, just that motivation. Like it just, I guess, allows me to be disciplined and consistent. Yeah. You know, like, because I've got my why and my purpose, mm. you know, to get through those tough times. Yeah. Yeah, it's good, bro. Yeah, that's good, bro. And like you said, it's just that extra little push that mm. it gives you every single day. I definitely feel that with um, this podcast and also mental health experience mm. as well because it's like that thing that I get to give every day. I feel like when I'm giving, like I, the universe definitely gives it back to me, but then also I just feel fulfilled as well. Mm. So I'm able to add, keep adding value to the world. Like it's something that just fills my cup up so much. And people see me with what I do now, like interviewing people on the street and they're like, oh, how do you do that and stuff? And I say to people like, look, five years ago, six years ago, when I first started mental health experience, it took me two years to build up the courage to put my face on mental health experience. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it took me two years to even show up and let people see who the person is behind it. And then the following three to four years has just been me. You can't get me off camera now. I'm always on camera doing stuff. And it's like, it's cool to see that growth that comes from going from too scared to even put my face on something to then interviewing people on the street. But it shows you can get anywhere where you want to in life. Just got to start somewhere. And people think you have to be amazing to start. But you just have to start so you can become amazing. Like people don't realize, like for me, it's like you just put it out there saying, it took me two years to get my face out on there. Like, you're a handsome bloke, bro. Mm. So, you know. Cheers, bro. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm not too bad, you know. I know. <laughs> yeah, for me. And it's like, doesn't matter what you physically look on, like mm. on the outside, man. Like, you have the same mm. internal worries, concerns, challenges that anyone else has out there, yeah. too, man. Like, that self-worth, that confidence. Like, am I worthy of all this? You know, can I do it? Like, yeah, brother. But, the only, you know, the main reason you've got to do it is... You mm yourself in the uncomfortable zone you took action you got through it and you realized i didn't die yeah you know literally yeah literally didn't die then i can probably do it again yeah mm. okay i'm okay i'm getting mm. through it and then you're starting to probably get some positive feedback from it yeah which then shows actually okay like i'm not just wasting my time doing this there's mm. some good stuff coming out of it yeah know, like and um the only way you know is just you know, getting out there, doing it, man. Doing it. And doing it, bro. Like, I see, I hear and see so many people scared to put their face out there, mm. scared to put themselves there for whatever fear they've got, man. Um, but everyone's got the potential to do it. Like, mm. like you know, we're all born with, the, you know, similar assets. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's just what you do with it all, I guess. Mm. Yeah, 100% I was the same. Like, when I first started mental health experience, mm. like, I was in a bad spot mentally. Mm. I'm like, just if I close my eyes to the day I created mental health experience and try to picture what five years would look like, I probably wouldn't even picture of me being at the spot I'm at now. Mm. It would be like a hundred steps back. Mm. So like I've, I've over exceeded my expectations of what mm. was going to come from mental health experience. And that's really cool too, because it just started with wanting to give back and have value to the world. Yep. And then somehow the universe and trust and intuition mm. has brought me to where I'm at now. Mm. And like doing things like the public speaking too, like you realize after like 
I'm safe. Yeah, <laughs> I'm bro. not hurt and cool. You know, I feel I feel more confident now. I feel more fulfilled. I feel I just feel so much better as a person. Obviously, you're getting dopamine and mm. norepinephrine flowing too, so that helps. But it gives you the resilience to go again and again yes. and again. And then when the next hurdle comes, because like you said, the more growth you do, the bigger the challenges mm. you get. It's like cool. Now I've got more resilience to do this, and then keep going. It's just one of those things where you can start getting the ripple effect in your life once you just take that first step. Yep. Man, like I always encourage people once they've stepped down that uncomfort zone, they've done mm. something pretty cool they should be proud of. There's no going back, mm. you know, you're not going back in your shell. Yeah, you know, you've done it, mm. you're gonna do it again mm. and again. And uh, yeah, like I guess for me, like obviously, again, I deal with a lot of dads and stuff like that. And for me, like I know these dads want their children to flourish, you know, they want their children to be like happy and successful in whatever they're doing and you like but the only way they're going to do that is we embody it and mm. lead from the front man and inspire them mm. so we've got to sometimes take our own medicine and, and take our own words and, and put ourselves out there mate and do those uncomfortable things that we expect our own children to do yeah you know otherwise we look <coughs> like a hypocrite to mm. our kids man they just won't listen it's true because, like, you can't expect your kids to be a certain way if you're not being that model for them to be that way. Correct. And one thing I give big props to my sister with is the way she's able to communicate with her children, mm. mainly her daughter because her daughter's older, her, her son's only one. But her daughter's five years old, <clears throat> and the way she's able to communicate and help her regulate her emotions, mm. and she's been doing this since she was about two years old. Yes. And, like, if Imogen, my uh, niece, is, like, crying, mm. my sister like cool take some deep breaths and like do breath work with her mm. and get her to communicate and open up and mm. like just doing little things like that it's just showing them these skills that's going to embody into their subconscious mind mm. that's going to take them and excel them in the future because kids from the age the day they're born to the mm. age of seven are predominantly in the theta brainwave state and in the theta brainwave state we are more easily programmed up to 300 percent more mm. to implement values and beliefs and habits and whatnot so most of the things that people have in terms of habits, beliefs, and values come from those days from the mm. day we're born to the age of seven. Mm. It's like it's really important. It's always important throughout your kid's whole life mm. to instill good values and beliefs mm. into them. But those early years are super important mm. too and super crucial to make sure that you are doing the right things and being the right model for them to then see because then that's going to get programmed mm. to their mind to be as well. Yeah, 100%, man. Like definitely, definitely feel you regards that mate it's like um you, do, you spoke about regulating as well um going in an aspect is us like i said us men us dads you know we're generally good people you know we've got good intentions most of the time with certain things um but as kids man like i know when i grow up like there's no one teaching me how to regulate yeah no you know, there's no tools skills given to me i wish there was something like or someone showed me or role modeled it or something mm. like because then it may have helped me out into, you know, adulthood with relationships, you yeah. know, um, and with your own kids, you know. And, like, I see a lot of these men, these dads, like I said, they're good human beings, mm. great human beings, but sometimes, you know, without being able to know how to regulate and calm down mm. in very heightened states and, you know, you're not thinking with clarity and you do it, and then you say something that you regret, or you do something re that you regret, and then mm. something's used against you. Yeah. Um, and there's so much consequence based on the action that you've mm. taken. And I guess for me, 
is I want to be able to, in this dad's community, you know, bring in little workshops where we show them how to regulate, get people in to show yeah. them, you know, talk through circumstances, you know, it's uh, and show them like, okay, you're struggling and in this moment, maybe apply this, you know, mm. try this next time and then get the feedback and ask if it worked, you know. Yeah. And for me, you know, I, I breath work's a massive thing. Like, you know, I don't know like all the the cool techniques, but I know the basic ones of just being able to mm. breathe through the moment, you know, deep breath, exhale. That's good because I think some people can overcomplicate oh, breath work. Like, because I know a lot of different types yeah. of breath work. That's because I like to facilitate and show people. But the best thing for not just even beginners, just any person mm. is just do the basics. Mm. Like for me with breath work, I know all these millions of techniques mm. and what they do. But the one I do is just four, six, nine. That's mm. just, that's my one. And I mm. stick to that. Four, six, nine might not work for everyone, but it's just finding something that really works for mm. you and sticking with that. And that's the cool thing. Just don't overcomplicate things. Because I think once you start getting into personal development or self-growth, there's so much information coming mm. at you. And you're like, you're trying to grab them all, but before you know it, your hands are full. Mm. You're still trying to grab stuff. Yeah. It's just like you're dropping stuff and you're clumsing over things and yep. you, you don't know what you're doing. And it's just like, just take a breath and... Yeah. Understand what works for you and stick with it. Yeah, master the basics, man, yeah. and then level up from there. You know, it can be cool jumping from one thing to the next. Mm. And, um, we generally do that in life. But, yeah, for me, man, yeah, like breath work's really cool. Communicating, mm. another one. Um, sitting with your thoughts a little bit, reflecting. And like, like I said, if you get stuck in your head too much, you know, talk about it. You know, mm. Get it out there. Get off your chest. Journal yeah. it. Voice message someone. Video it yourself. Little video diary. Like yeah. Whatever it may be, man, like just get it out, you mm. know, that will help, you know, be able to be main calm. Don't do things impulsively when you're in emotional state. Um, step away if you can, mm. you know, which I've learned to do. Um, yeah, so it's good, man. Yeah, and I also want to say to the dads out there as well, because before I was saying mm. about the day you're born to the age of seven, it's important to implement stuff mm. like that. Mm. But I want to say to the dads out there that it doesn't matter if your kids are the day they're born, age of five, age of 10, age of 20, 30, 40, whatever your kids' age are, it's never too late to start. Yeah, correct. No matter what. So yeah. don't hold yourself up and be like, oh, I've already got past that stage and whatever it may be and no one might believe me or no, I might not have the belief in myself. Just know that it's never too late to start the growth and finding yourself and healing. No, mm. 100%. I've seen men like you know at the you know an older age has changed mm. change and that's based on having a conversation with someone else you mm. know being open-minded to it and yeah as long as you're living and you're breathing mate mm. you can do anything and be anything and your mm. children too man doesn't matter how old they are yeah you know they they still observe they still learn they still watch you know they mm. still can change their personality and what mm. they do and you're still a mentor, it's yeah. A leader to them, so yeah, hundred percent, man. It doesn't change. No, it doesn't change at all. And I just, yeah, I definitely want to touch on that because I know there can be an older demographic of mum and dads out there mm. that may think it may be too late, and they just think I'm just going to stick in my ways because what's the point? Mm. But it's just like, no, trust me, you can still be a role model, and these people will be proud of you mm. too. And that proudness is going to reflect back within yourself, and you're going to have so much pride within you mm. as well, and that's going to change you as well. Yeah, man. So true. Mm. Yeah, like it's good that you thought of that because yeah, there's so many men and women mm. that are in a certain spot and they just think, oh, it's too late. It isn't yeah. too late, mate, like mm. at all. Yeah, yeah, and that's what I always say to people is just you know don't give up. Like 
you see, especially with suicide rates mm. and the way it is at the moment with mental health, mm. you just can't give up. You just got to no. fight for one more day, one more day. Tomorrow, wake up, one more day, one more day. And keep on that track and make sure in that one more day period, though, mm you still are implementing things that are going to grow you. That doesn't mean you have to always go to a Tony Robbins event and all mm. the time and do all these things. You can just be like, cool, today I'm going to go for a walk or today I'm going to shower twice a day because I'll, I want to feel the cleanliness or it helps me meditate when I shower or whatever it is. So I'm going to make sure I eat on time today yep. and then just start building on top of these things day by mm. day and just keep giving it one more day. Yeah, brilliant, man. That's so cool. Question for you, what feels... I guess, what's your self-care stuff? What fuels your cup as well? What things do you do that keep you in a heightened or happy state or, or you know, if you're in a low state, you go mm. to? Big ones is definitely environment. Yep. So having the right people around me. But I'm like, I'm like a balance of extrovert and introvert. Mm. I'm very extroverted, but trust me, I love being alone. And I think because of the way I grew up, um, living in a foreign country, mm. not much family around, I think I was more somewhat programmed to be by self. So I've always, I grew up and learned how to regulate and overcome things by myself as well. Mm. So if I need like a boost, I always go to external environments and be around people and receive energy from people mm. and just be in those places. But also a lot of it is being by myself mm. and just being with my thoughts. Because <clears throat> my thoughts used to be a thing I was scared of. Mm. Now I'm empowered by them. Like even thoughts are very negative or unhelpful. Mm. I love them. It's like, what are these telling me? And what are these thoughts telling me that I need to overcome? Mm. If this thought's telling me, for an example, you're overweight, mm. cool, I've got to lose weight. Mm. Instead of sitting there and being feeling sorry for myself and playing the victim, like, oh, I'm overweight. Mm. Uh, and, and so I'm building on that mindset and feeling sorry for myself and then putting that to the people around me and that burden. So what I'll do now is if I get a negative thought, I'm like, cool, why is this thought coming up? And how mm. do I need to grow from this? And I keep implementing that into my life. But also things that I do as well daily that help me with my challenges is breath work. Breath work is a massive one. Um, breathing is something that I practice even when I'm not having challenges. Mm. So breath work is one of those non-negotiables, whether I'm feeling excited, happy, nervous, anxious, sad. Mm. I'm always doing it. Um, I'm even doing it while we're doing this podcast. Mm. I'm focusing on my breath five seconds in, five seconds out. I'm regulating that breath. Uh, meditation as well. So I love listening to like frequency sounds and vibration. So I put in my headphones. I do this just while I'm going to sleep for about half an hour because when we're going to bed, we're in the theta brainwave state. Again, like I said before, you're more open to receiving information up to 300% more. So I love listening to intuition. I love observing my thoughts. I like seeing different perspectives in that state because my mind's more creative when you're in the theta brainwave state as well. So you're able to shift perspectives and see things differently. I know a lot of people deal, because I used to be like this as well, to deal with intrusive thoughts at nighttime and that's why they can't sleep. So I recommend that people put on like, type in theta brainwave state frequency sounds, mm -hmm. put your headphones in and these thoughts are usually intrude and stop you from sleeping. Listen to this music and just feel into the thoughts mm -hmm. and like watch them pass by like a movie and connect with them yeah, and start seeing them from a different perspective. Um, exercise as well. That's mm -hmm. a big one for me that helps me stay steady and high energy and also... Yeah, connecting with my partner as well. I reckon I'm a big person that I like. I love love a lot. So when I'm able to connect with my partner, I also feel my best self. Mm. But even being more selfish is definitely this podcast and mental health experience because 
my opinion or my perspective is the most important thing for a man is a mission and purpose mm. or direction and purpose. So if I'm always following my purpose and have a direction for that, I can't really be phased. Mm. I love that last part too, man. This is something I speak to the dads regularly. Because mm. I came from a point in the past where I didn't have my why, my purpose. I didn't have something that I'm, I'm building greater. Like it's beautiful. Trust me, it's beautiful having kids. It's the most amazing thing. And it is something that pushes you mm. through, you know, in those toughest of times as well, my man. Um, but as a man, like I just, like I look around and I'm like, look at all these buildings, roads, cars, lands that have been discovered, man. Like all done by men. You know, it's like they've gone on and done some big, great, you know, like, yeah. And it's like, and like now these days, we're sort of taking such a backward step, like, and just sat back and being a passenger, mm. you know, like, and they mean we mean well, mm. you know, like, that's what society says, you know, yeah. to us now is take, take a, a backward step. But the actual fact is, man, it's, it's creating an unhealthy dynamic in the, the, in the wider community because. Mm. You know, it's like us men, you know, like we're, we're coming from a good place when we do it, mm. but it's, it's building an, an, a resentment underneath, you know, because mm. we're not stepping out authenticity, what yeah. feels right, what feels great, you know, and I guess I know the difference of having been in that backward seat mm. and now having my why, my mission, my purpose, you know, like it's a completely different state of mind. Mm. Um, I'm so much more happy and more positive. I've got more energy to give my kids. You know, it's there's no resentment there. Yeah, like, there's none of that low vibration. You know, feelings and emotions. It's all positive. And like I said, yeah. you know, I'm more solution minded. You know, I've got more you know incredible people in my world. I'm just yeah, mate. And it's it's because you know I've looked after myself, put myself first a bit in a healthy way, mm. and uh, not take it taking that passenger seat and just sat back yeah and are meant for incredible things so are women man. Yeah. like women incredible man i've got so much respect and admiration for me mm. but obviously i'm you know i niche in men and dads and i see see like how much if we step in our power and in a healthy way find our mission <coughs> our why our purpose mm. it's only going to benefit our loved ones our family our kids people around us inspire them inspire the wider community and the wider community mm. will be more benefit for it so yeah that's the thing because at the moment the world's kind of going into a way where it's suppressing the masculine urge to mm. conquer mm. and the best way for a man or a masculine energy to feel healthy is mm. to conquer something yep. is to be on that direction and mm. purpose yep. and be aligned with that mission in life and it just doesn't mean I'm like obviously back in the day it was more extreme with like Roman Empire and Genghis mm. Khan like that's the extreme of it but now we can still have that same feeling of conquer but with day to day activities like conquering the gym conquering mental health conquering climbing up our way in yep. the corporate world and becoming a ceo or starting a business making that successful but that's kind of being stripped away now and it's like that imbalance of like what's right and wrong to be a man at the moment mm. and i feel like a lot of men are confused of how to be a man and it's kind of a touchy subject because it's like how do you be a man mm. and even answering that question's hard because being a man is kind of different to everyone because we've all grown up different, we have different experiences, we have different interests, but it's just always making sure that you're aligned with a direction and purpose, mm. have a mission in life, and don't be afraid to conquer the things that are going to grow you as a person, mm. as long as they're healthy. Yeah, you said the key thing, as long as it's healthy, mm. 
know, like there's nothing wrong with, you know, wanting to build a business and, you know, if it's going to benefit your family, you know what I mean? There's nothing wrong with, you know, going to the gym and working out, you know, so you can run around with your kids mm. and your grandkids when they're older and you're not in a hospital bed. You know, there's nothing wrong with going for a fish or full drive or mm. having a beer with your mates or going on a bit of a, a hike or a small holiday. Yeah. Um, as long as this fuels your cup, benefits you, then it's going to benefit your family more than anything, you know. Mm. Like, I guess with the dad's community, what I see often, like I have the meet-up, mm. I reckon like three-quarters of them are there because they're beautiful women in their life, you mm. know, want basically wanting them to put themselves first, mm. get themselves out there, have conversations, make connections, you know. So... Um, yeah, sometimes we just put, do it to ourselves because, mm. you know, we probably listen to too much news and media and, and you know, think like, you know, like putting ourselves first is uh, unhealthy. Mm. No, it, it isn't. Like, you putting yourself first will only benefit your children, your mm. loved ones around you, man. Was it uncomfortable to put yourself first yeah. at the start of this journey? Yeah, Can man. Can you speak into that? 100%. So, for me, it probably started like... Because obviously my ex-wife was struggling. She, you know, the, her past, she, you know, if people don't know, she had a brain tumour. Um, it took a lot of her independence away after the surgery. And, you know, she went into a pretty dark place because of this. Um, and, yeah, like, like anyone would like, I just think, gee, like, if that happened to me, I'd probably be in the same position. Mm. And obviously the marriage ended as well and she was in a dark place and I had two little children. I'm like, if I don't put myself in a healthy way first, you know, mm. then my children are going to suffer. Yeah. Both parents will be in a bad place. So I invested myself in a coach, got myself a coach who made me accountable, touch base every day, pushed me, stretched me, believed in me, you know, which is what I needed at the time. And, yeah, from there onwards, mate, it was just like, okay, like, Went to the gym, started feeling good, started having more energy. Mm. You know, something I wasn't able to do in my relationship because I feel guilty. Mm. You know, like there was never a right time to go to the gym. Yeah. I felt like, you know, like I'm letting down someone. So for me, it was like, nah, I've got time now, man. I can mm. do these things, you know. It's um, going into nature, yeah. you know, like going, you know what? My phone's off. I'm going into nature for a bit. I'm just going to chill. Mm. Catch up with friends for coffees, lunches. You know, wow, I'm doing that. That's really cool, man. Yeah. Like stuff I probably wouldn't have done previously when I was in a relationship and I wished I'd done and probably been more assertive around it. And it wasn't my ex partner's fault because sometimes I just do it to myself. Yeah. Because I think that's the way. If I did speak up and say, Hey, I'm struggling really bad at the moment with emotion and I'm feeling a bit, you know, self esteem's lacking confidence. I think I need to do this and just been really clear with it mm. and communicated it in the right way, I think, you know, my partner would have been okay, okay with it, man. Yeah. You know? Exactly. So I just encourage the men, like, going, if you're in a relationship, there's nothing wrong with putting yourself first. You've just got to, you know, speak to your partner, open and go, hey, look, you know, I'm feeling this way lately because I've been doing this and this and this. Mm. You know, can we work together and make sure I get this done? And, I, you know, I can guarantee it's going to make us all better and mm. happier. You know, um, if you're by yourself, mate, like, instead of sitting in that sad victim state, mm. like, you know, 
not putting yourself first, like put yourself first in a healthy way. Just go out, try different things, you know, do different things, get around new people, you know, fill your cup up, do whatever, work out what you like, what you don't like. There's nothing wrong with that. It's only going to build your life up when you haven't got your kids with you either. Mm. Or, you know, it's not even having kids, man. It's anyone, basically. Mm. Mm. I think we can forget to be human sometimes. Mm. I think we forget we are human sometimes. Yeah. Yep. It's um, it's a funny thing to um observe, mm. especially, like, within myself. Because, like, even though I'm at a good end spectrum of mental health and mindset at the moment, sometimes I even forget that I'm human. I'm like... Because I've got structures and routines and sometimes it can become robotic because it's just repetitive. Yep. Then I'm like, shit, like I've got to step out of this and I've got to remind myself to become back into my body, back into my heart, back into my soul and just connect again. Because mm. when you are on that mission in life, you can kind of can just get repetitive and robotic with your systems and procedures. Mm. But then it's just being like, oh shit, I'm human. Yeah, that's it. And man. it's like any stage of life you can be like that. Even when I was struggling with depression, suicide ideation, anxiety and whatnot. I even forgot I was human then as well. So it was just like, I'm feeling all these ways, but then that was repetitive as well. And I had a structure and routine that kept making me feel that mm. way. And I forgot I was human. And then once I realized, no, I'm a being in this world and this can change. Mm. And just coming back to self is important too. Yeah, I love that, man. For me, and touching a point that I notice something quite often, lately as well so i got i jump on my my push bike and i've gone a few times around south bank and there's this bridge overpass and what i noticed is there was a gathering of people there a gathering of homeless people and it was like a little community of people together and i was like looking at them going instead of judging i was just being curious and trying to understand why they're in that spot and for me it was like a lot of it is down to you know mental health and um, trauma mm. and past and you know obviously COVID's had a massive impact on a lot too bro mm. um, and all these things you know make up that dynamic of why they're on the street and I realised in that moment that there's only like that much between myself and yeah. them one moment that happens in my life that could if I'm not looking after myself around the right people bro I could be those those people man and I was like I just had so much perspective and like gratitude in that moment that I'm surrounded by the right people, mm. I'm working on myself and because I literally could be in that position in a heartbeat and the majority of people in society can crashing down in a moment because I can guarantee you a lot of those homeless people were mums, still are mums, dads, they own their house at one upon a time, you know, they were a business owner, a CEO, they might have been had a profession, you know, mm. they might have a, a degree or, or something. You know, they've had, but they've had something go wrong yeah. and they just weren't able to manage it and mm. they wanted to escape the pain or whatever and they've ended up on the street, man, and or they didn't want to be a burden to anyone. Mm. The trauma was too much, but it can happen to any of us. So, mm. yeah, again. It's, yeah, that's interesting because it shows that we are one crisis away mm. from the unexpected. Mm. And, like, obviously you don't want to get too caught up and paranoid about that happening, mm. but you want to use that as a tool for gratitude and making sure you are still keeping, you know, good environment of people around you, keeping good resources around you. So if the, what's the word I'm looking for? Like the unavailable happens, that you have these things around you to make sure you got the support. 100%, man. Mm. That's it, man. I just, that's what's seen that moment. I was like, wow. Well, that could be me. That could be any of us. So yeah. It's just seeing that gratitude and going, wow. But then also go, I've got work to do. 
Yeah. Got a lot of work to do. Mm. So I don't end up in that spot. So yeah. Like I saw this um, statistic. It was on a podcast, but I think I might butcher this, but I'm going to try to get off the top of my head. If you live in America, you're in the top 10% of earners in the world. Mm. And like, obviously people in America who live in awful situations shouldn't in financial crisis it just shows like it helps you see different perspectives as well and if you are in that state like in Australia an example like at one point I was living on Centrelink mm. um, living in the parents house in oh, my ex-girlfriend's house as well and I was just sitting there thinking well this is shit mm. and thinking alright cool this is my life now mm. then you realise no this can change and start progressing mm. I think a big thing that's coming up with this podcast is just that there's always progress in life no matter where you're at no matter what you're doing no matter what your situation is, yep. just start putting yourself out there and getting support. And what I love about the podcast and what you do with your podcast, bro, is like the different guests you get in where they're able to share their stories and yeah. the position you're in to be able to listen to them and, mm. and take stuff away all the time and have those conversations, man. Like yeah. Last night I was at the dad's community, a couple of people, the older dads are like, what's a podcast? And I was like, Mate, it's literally just just having a chat. Yeah, like we are right now outside the van in the car park. We're chatting. Yeah, this time around, there's just a mic in front of us. That's it. Mm. And it's just, yeah, it's just, I guess, communicating mm. and opening up. Yeah, so it's creating some sort of dialogue and mm. and learning and and just yeah, like and yeah, like that's what I love about podcasts is you have got these random people from <laughs> all around the world. Of, yeah, all around <laughs> the world, man. You know, coming into your studio or, or over Zoom or whatever and you're just sharing stories and you're talking and you're mm. like, wow. And if you can do that consistently, like you, you're not going to ever go backwards, man. Like yeah. there, there's literally no way you can backwards. You're going forwards and you're going up, you mm. know, like, yeah, it's awesome. It is awesome. The net, network of people you build from that mm. too and just the connections you make and the stories that you hear. And it's cool because one week I'll have like an expert in nutrition the next week I'll have like a multi-millionaire mm. business guru. The next week I'll have someone who's worked as a spiritual counselor mm. in the prison for 12 years. Like it's just, that's just a couple, but I've had so many different mm. industries and areas of life people mm. are from. But the thing that comes up in every episode is that everyone's had to struggle mm. and everyone's had to overcome struggle. Mm. And that's a cool thing to show. Like no matter who comes on, there's an example there that they've overcome something mm. And they start, and they can share their story of how they overcame it, the things they went through. They can relate with people, or they can share things that's going to help and give them tools mm. to implement into their life to get better, or even just resources and stuff too. And it's just that's the thing I love about this podcast is that people come on, share their story, share how they've overcome stuff, share their expertise and whatever they're experts in, and just be able to give value to my listeners as well. Because mm. like my podcast is somewhat of it's kind of interviewy just to get the flow going then i like just get straight in the conversation because i like to share as well because i know i have a lot to offer too mm. so i feel like if two people who are high value in their areas can share and create a connection so much can come from that and it's a powerful thing like the growth this podcast has had mm. i've been like the last year and a half it's been quite unexplainable because when i first started this podcast if you're listening right now I recommend going back to my first ever episode and press and play. You don't have to listen to the whole thing. It's a couple of hours long. We'll just listen to it and you'll hear the change 
of the podcast because my first ever episode was in a library. I don't know why I thought this was a good idea. So I was sitting at a table with Bill and we had a microphone sitting in the middle of a table or a library and you can hear like a million voices in the background while me and Bill are trying to talk. I'm nervous as like stuttering for like two hours trying to speak and it's like impossible to listen because there's so many voices in the background but I've kept that those first few episodes up because it shows the growth as well. But it's just cool to see the journey it's taken from that moment in the library to now. Yeah, it's yeah. awesome. Man. Yeah. That's it, man. It's reflection. Yeah. You know? Gratitude too. Like gratitude to self that I took those steps and believed in myself because mm. when I started my podcast, it took me about a year and a half to start it. Mm. Because I had the idea, maybe two years actually, I had the idea and I was like, Yeah, I don't I don't have anything to say. I, like, what am I going to provide? And it went like that for two years straight until I just said, you know what, let's just do it and see what happens. Mm. And yeah, now we're here. <laughs> Mate, 100%, brother. Yeah. Like, it's incredible. What a journey. But it also shows like now, like where your focus goes, your energy flows, doesn't mm. it, man? Now that you've made your podcast and your mental health experience a priority, like yeah. you're not being distracted with anything else, mm. like... Yeah, man, like it's just an investment of energy into it. Yeah, like this is, is yeah, awesome. like definitely this is one of the most things I'm investing at the moment is this podcast. Mm. At the start, I took it for advantage because I was like, it's cool. But I don't think I still had that belief within me that I could make this thing into something mm. that it turned out to be. Mm. But then once I doubled down on the podcast, I'm like, no, this is what we're going for. Go all in and see where it takes you. Yeah. And that's when I started to see the growth happen like at a quick rate. Yeah, it's incredible, bro. Like, honestly, the, the from the guests you have, like, the questions you ask, you know, it's uh, it's pretty cool, man. Mm. So it's pretty epic, bro. Yeah, yeah, it's been epic, brother. I'd love to um, get into those questions we yeah, had as well from Dad's community. About that. So your phone's up. Oh, you got your phone? Yeah. You brilliant. messaged him, hey? Yeah, sure did, man. Sweet. So the listeners here, um, Stephen put a post in Dad's community asking questions any dads may have, any challenges they're facing and whatnot. So I'm going to get them up and um, answer them on here yeah. on the potty. There's definitely a few of them, but it's just a, a pull, pull to a general dynamic of them. So, yeah, you go for it, man, and we'll go from there. Sweet. So one of them I think we've talked about a lot, actually, which is cool. So one of them was authenticity. I always love dads and men showing their true self. I think we've already talked about that a lot. Yeah. And um, I think we had a great conversation around authenticity. Yeah, just being real, stepping into their themselves, man. Mm. You know, it's um, yeah, just being raw and mm. being human, as you mentioned, just being a human being. Yeah. Being raw, people will relate to you more, mate, especially your own children, brothers. Mm. So, um, yeah, it's cool, man. I really, really like this question. So when you knew you were going to be a dad, did you have every emotion going through your body? Were you ever self-doubting yourself about being a good father? Yeah, so this, this beautiful man actually was messaging me last night going through these struggles, um, asked him the question, does he want to put a question through to me so I can answer it? Because mm. I'm sure he's not the only dad that's gone through this. His other dads have gone through this or are going through this or potentially one day you'll go through this, man. Oh, these, I know, I will for sure. These feelings. So can you repeat that question again just so I can answer it as accurately as I can? So when you knew you were going to be a dad, mm. did you have every emotion going through your body and were you ever self-doubting yourself about being a good father? Yeah, brilliant. And firstly, yeah, 
I'll just basically all I can do is speak of my own experience. I'm not a therapist or anything like that. I'm just a dad that, um, yeah, it's given life a crack and actually has experienced all these things. Not and just a dad, you're a DILF. DILF, yeah, <laughs> right, yeah. Um, and, yeah, which um, yeah, I'm incredibly uh, grateful for being a DILF, man. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, for me, it's, um, yeah, this, uh, I remember the day when I, you know, obviously the ex-wife told me she was pregnant with, and I was like, sweet, this is cool. Like, I was excited. And then suddenly, like, because in my mindset, I'm like, I'm having a boy, I'm having a boy. There's no girls on my side of the family. Then I was a girl. Mm. My anxiety went through the roof, bro. Like, I was like, I had no experience with raising a, or being around girls, mm. being in a relationship with a girl. And I was like, what do I do? You know, all these emotions came up and, you know, I guess fear of being able to provide for one. Mm. You know, I'm mature enough. Am I, you know, wise enough? Mm. You know, are they, am I, am I going to, you know, be able to provide roof, shelter, um, you know, food, clothing, all those basic things, man. Mm. And then, you know, it's like when they get sick, you're thinking about, oh, if they get sick, what are you going to do then? You know, like being a daughter, I was like, what am I going to do with her? Is she going to, like, do I have to take it, like, change rooms and toilets? I mean, I have to, all those little things, man, mm. like, you know, and then there's so much fear in society, you know, us men, like, we're, like, now we're in this awkward stage of what is right, what is wrong, mm. you know, like, yeah, just what am I going to do with my little girl, like, you know, but I just, I guess the best advice is just be intuitive, mm. trust yourself, you know, you're becoming a dad for a reason, um, think of the past where you you weren't able to, you know, receive what you, you wished you received and then mm. hyper-focus on that. So one could be like, you know, affection, love, mm. safe space, communication, mm. vulnerability. That's probably where I would encourage a dad to come from is all those places that they probably didn't receive as a kid. And, and really at the end of the day, if you can just... A kid just wants quality time so forget about all these other emotions that are, are going can, you know can you provide can you do this and this and this and this you will mm. it always happens yeah. like these things these challenges come up you get through them and when you have a kid you, you trust me like this inner inspiration this fire comes out of nowhere where you'll do anything and everything for these mm. these kids so you know you'll be okay like literally like you do any job yeah mm. you do anything to put a roof over the head mm. food on the table these things just come naturally, yeah? Mm. And uh, all kid needs at the end of the day is love, connection, you know, safety, mm. you know, being able to relate to you. You know, then it's all the little things like laughing and giggling yeah. and just, yeah, like I, I, I'm actually stepping into, you know, thinking about my children then. It's just, yeah, that's, you know, all these emotions is naturally, they're all negative emotions generally, but they're not, or true, mm. you know, the, the truth is the things I just discussed, those, 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 those really important things, and you'll get through it. Mm. Yeah. Do you think, as a dad as well, like, a, like if you're about to become a dad, let's just say myself for an example, mm. do you think it'd be good for someone like me mm. to then, say, say I'm having a daughter, do you think it'd be good for me to speak to any of the women in my life and ask them the question, what are the qualities in your father that you liked and what are some qualities you wish you had from your father? Yeah, definitely, man. Yeah. Like, like 
if you have a child, you want them to be curious and ask questions, yeah? It doesn't stop as an adult. Mm. You want to learn and grow. You go to the people that have been, like, for example, your daughter, yeah? Mm. Okay, these people in your life, these females, mm. they were daughters at one stage. Yeah. They listen to them intently. You'll probably find a common theme, you mm. know? But at the end of the day, it's, it's sometimes it's the same, same for a young, any young kid, man. It's yeah. that, well, I can guarantee you, well, they'll say, I just wish my dad would spend quality time with me. Mm. They were loving, connected communicated well with me um that's her love and quality time connection yeah. mm. and they just wish they could be doing anything man like i get my literally i sit down i get my toenails done regularly with my daughter man mm. like she, like we just i do anything yeah and actually i love it yeah it's so it. yeah man it, it's beautiful i love that brother um someone asked i would like to hear discussion regarding the imbalance around dv and shared parenting matters. When it comes to men and women, I believe these two major social issues facing men today. Yeah. So the imbalance around DV and shared parenting matters. Yeah, this is... I'll take a glass of water for this one because... Since I've been in the community, I've seen a lot. But I want to clarify first that these DVs, you know, there's, there's definitely some that are applicable in some situations where... There is some men that do some horrible things and there has been some horrible things happening in the community that's been out there. So I just want to state that. Um, and there's a reason why DV is in place. Mm. But then but then I've seen some like... And obviously, you know, I don't know what really happens behind the scenes, but, you know, there's some... I guess when you're talking about, you know, these DVs as well, you know, it's like these days you, you could say the littlest thing... And a DV gets put on you for whatever reason. It may be because in case something bad ever happens, at least there's something in place and everyone's covered their basis in terms of, you know, the government or the law or things like that. So, you know, it's like we're human beings, us men, you know, we're not going to say or do the most perfect thing. And when there's a child involved, this high emotion, because mm. you love them so intently. And, you know, you, you may say one thing and it gets, you know, used against you um, for whatever purposes. And... There's definitely an imbalance out there at the moment. And that is because, unfortunately, some men have done some wrong things out there. Mm. You know, some terrible things to, you know, children and partners. But, unfortunately, it's it's painted us all men like that, where mm. we're guilty straight away, mm. like, and we have to prove our innocence. Yeah. And once you get a DV on you, man, like, you're already judged mm. by society and... You're trying to prove yourself innocent for something that's so minor, mm. like it's crazy. Yeah, um, and it's it, obviously it's a tool that's being used at the moment. You know, like a, as a weapon. As a weapon, yeah. And you know, it's like, I guess for me, there's definitely an imbalance out there, and you know, it's uh, I don't know what the fix is for that. Like, I literally don't. Like, there's so many laws, regulations, correct things in place, and. I don't want to give too much advice around this mm. situation because I'm not an expert in mm. shared parenting mm. and things like that. But I will touch on the emotions that come mm. up with that. And what emotions do you think come up for a man who's dealing with that situation who can't see his kids because of this? What emotions are coming up? Yeah, well, for a man, for me, um, what I see, the emotion through it all, is like at the end of the day, that, that little 
kill or bullies the only thing that's keeping you alive sometimes mm. man literally you know or keeping you moving forward and when it's not in your world you know and for one you feel guilty that you know they're not in your world every single day mm. and sometimes it's taken out of your control it's out of your control yeah so um yeah like and that's i guess that's you know for us men you know like we may be in a marriage a relationship you know and that dream breaks down you mm. know but our children our children they're forever and mm. we want to be part of their world and i guess from men and dads and like i said i only can speak on behalf and you know like i said there like i said there is men out there that you know aren't perfect and you know do come from a bad place but um, the ones i speak to quite regularly they just want peace mm. They want to be in their child's life. Generally, the child wants to be in their life. Mm. And I think for any family, um, if the both the parents are pretty good good human beings, then they need to be in their kid's life no matter what. And we need yeah. to put our egos to the side mm-hmm. and be humble and think about the kids first and solely the kids. Yeah. And, you know, forget about the damage in the past. Like, relationships may have not been perfect, you know, far from it. Both parents were probably toxic in their own ways, but it doesn't mean the kids have to be punished, mm. like, and you know, and keep punishing ourselves because you're just drinking your own poison, man. And mm. you know, if everyone come from a loving, kind place, and that's my goal with my my ex wife. Like, you know, we have our challenges. There's a lot of emotion there, but our kids are really healthy and happy. Like, mm. they're great. Like, no one yeah. would even think they're in a. And you've seen them. Like, they're. Mm. They're beautiful and they're just, just they're so great. And it's probably because, like, I will never say anything bad about her in front of my kids. Mm. I know she, she says she doesn't say it for me, and I believe her. Um, and yeah, we just pulled our egos aside majority of the time, and we just put the kids first, and mm. our, and we just want them to be happy, man. I just wished all relationships would do that, and just, mm. just, just for whatever sake, just. Forget about the past and just focus on the kids because mm. then there'll be less DVOs, there'll be less drama, you know. Less trauma for the less kids. trauma for the kids because the kids get trauma. They'll create their own trauma in the future, man, mm. like 100%. That's such an important message too. Mm. And I'm keen, keen for the world to hear that, mm. that don't let your kids be the victims mm. of your own ego mm. and your own relationship breakdown. Mm. At the end of the day... You know, the kids are the ones that need to be protected, mm. not weaponized. So yep. that message is, yeah, I'm a yep. big big fan of that, big advocate for that yeah. for sure because every kid needs their mum and dad. I mean, if mum and dad have their own problems, as long as the mum and dad are safe in terms of looking after their kids, as long as they're doing, you know, they're not being abusive to the kids, Correct. then there should be no reason why they should be withholding from yeah, the kids as it, well. Man. And it's just making sure the kids grow up with a healthy upbringing and make sure that mum and dad are still in their lives as well because that is an important thing because also it's important for either the mother or the dad to be able to have the kids in their mm. life as well because it can be such a painful thing that mm. I see people go through when they can't see their kids and how challenging that is and how to even fulfil that person in those moments where they can't see their mm. kids too and I'm keen to um, have that message put out to this world I'm really keen to cut that message up and post it online because yeah. it's something that the world needs to hear. Yeah, 100%, man. And the wider community is more than behind it, you know. Women mm. are, 
so behind us men. Yeah, 100%. So, like, I speak to women in the, the community all the time, you know. It's just, like I said, you know, it's just, yeah, there's definitely an imbalance in the world in that area, for sure, 100%. And there's imbalance in everything at the moment. The whole yeah. world's upside down, what is truly important. Um, well, we are in Australia. Yeah, yeah we, are, we are. We are, definitely. That was a dad man. joke. Oh, no, yeah, we're definitely, man. Um, but, yeah, mate, yeah, hopefully, hopefully we answered that one okay. Yeah, no, that was good. Um, I think that was the last question. We had one more, but it was touching on what we've already talked about, but I will just say the question anyway so this person's heard. Mm. Um, the stigma around dads slash men not being able to be vulnerable and show emotion and mm. seek support. We touched a lot on about having the community around you, how to show support, be your authentic self, being vulnerable and how powerful that is. And there is a stigma around it, but the thing with stigma it's like, yeah, it's a word, but then sometimes you just got to let a word be a word and then not let that thing be a dictator of your life. Mm. So the word stigma is like, cool, it's there, but I can be the change in the world to make sure it's not a stigma. And it's just starting with self. Mm. Correct. There's nothing, like for me, it's a more of a, a generational cultural thing mm. that's, like you said, that's been built in us and... Like you said, we have to be the change. So for me, it's like, okay, what did you like about your dad being quiet? What did you like about your dad not crying? What did you like about your dad being angry and frustrated and pissed mm. off all the time and that bad, yucky energy, mm. that toxicness? Do you love that? No, you hated it. Mm. You know, so why are you being that? You know, mm. be the opposite. Be the change. You know, like don't sit in that. Be the better person for your kids so they don't have the same experience that you went through yeah um that's the best advice i can give mm. epic brother do you have any final words or any mm. final questions for me before we wrap this potty up yeah man um i guess for me myself is that yeah i just obviously you know we're all meant for something bigger and greater i feel Mm. If people are, are happy doing what they're happy doing, that's beautiful because you just want people to be happy. Oh, I think that's the ultimate goal, which is yeah. happy and comfortable in your own skin, yeah? And uh, for me, I just want to sort of role model that as much as I can, do it in the community, you know, inspire mm. a movement of, of incredible men and dads mm. um, so then they can benefit their own kids and their partners and the wider community and have more of a positive impact and the media actually focus on the positive side of men Yeah, what we do and... and you know, I think, yeah, I really think that the world can be such even a better place, mm. you know, if we're just role modelling all these healthy things and having the conversations. Mm. And, uh, yeah, for me it's like, yeah, any dads out there, any men, any women, jump on the community in terms of supporting us, send your men and dads to the community. Um, yeah. Wicked brother. Well, I'm grateful to have you in my life, brother. I'm grateful to have you here. And also everyone listening as well, I'll leave all the links for Dad's community, your Instagram, where to find you, your Dad's community page, just everything around how people can find you in the community as well. And um, I hope people start to engage from this episode coming into the community and really leaning on that support and being in that community because here's a place where everyone thrives off each other. Everyone is able to be open and share, and I think that's a beautiful thing. So that's why I say, bro, thank you for showing up for all the dads in the world. Thank you for showing up as yourself, for yourself, and for your kids. And um, yeah, 
Thank you for listening to this episode. Give her a share, like, follow, the whole thing, and um, we'll catch us next time. Cheers, bro. That was awesome. Cheers, bro. Thanks so much.